Managing type 1 diabetes can be difficult and challenging. Today, a management revolution is underway that can help us all live happier and healthier lives. I'm Cliff Sherb, founder of Glucose Advisors. I will be sitting down with expert guests exploring topics in the advancements of the science of diabetes management, their personal type 1 diabetes stories, and details of the latest methods to help take control of T1D. We hope these stories inspire you to take control of your diabetes, health, and well-being, learning more about the advancements that exist to live a better life with T1D. All right, welcome to the podcast, Gary Shiner. Uh, thanks so much for being here. Uh, I'm really excited to sit down with you and, and chat uh, about a lot of different subjects, uh, specifically closed looping. Uh, but to kind of break the ground here a little bit, uh, we're going to ask you an easy kickoff question, Gary. If you could meet anyone today, who would it be and why? Oh, meet anyone. Well, without getting political, because, yeah, there's someone I'd, something I'd like to do to someone in the political sphere right now. Um, I would love to meet Michael Jordan. I mean, he's always been kind of a hero of mine. <laughs> I, I lived in the Chicago area when, when the Bulls were a great team. And as you know, I'm a bit of a sports fanatic. So uh, he's someone I would love to, love to spend some time with. Yeah, I, I think that's a great uh, person to, uh, to, to want to meet because I, I watched recently that uh, Netflix, uh, you know, series and, and was uh, thrown back into my days of basketball and, uh, and wishing I was uh, young again to play. I mean, it was just a, a wild ride. Um, for them as a team and, and him as a, as a, an athlete. So it's pretty. I've got a hoop in my driveway and I, I still play, you know, pre pandemic, I, I played a few times a week and still love to get out there and, and uh, hit the hardwood whenever I can. Awesome. So for, for the uh, uninitiated and those who don't know, uh, here's a bit more about um, Gary and his background. Gary is the owner and clinical director of Integrated Diabetes Services, and it's a practice located just outside of Philly, uh, specializing in intensive insulin therapy and advanced education for children and adults. He has been a certified diabetes educator for 20 years and was named the AADE 2014 Diabetes Educator of the Year. He has type one and for more than 29 years and does use an insulin pump and therapy. And I'm pretty sure now you're closed looping Gary, but we'll get to that. Uh, he has written dozens of articles uh, for diabetes trade publications, six books, including Think Like a Pancreas. Uh, he lectures nationally and internationally for people with diabetes as well as for professionals in the healthcare industry. And in addition to serving on the faculty of the Children with Diabetes Board of Directors for the JDRF, Gary volunteers for the American Diabetes Association, Diabetes Sisters, Insulin Nation, and Sedibade Diabetes Camps. So with that, welcome, Gary. Uh, awesome. Great to have you on our podcast. Well, thanks. I mean, Cliff, I've been looking forward to this because I feel that a kinship. We're both kind of, of fitness fanatics, and you throw the diabetes into the mix, and it, it it's a challenge. So it's nice hanging out with, with somebody who gets it. Yeah. Yeah. We, we definitely uh, share, share a lot in common when it comes to uh, T1D and, and the approach and, and how we uh, help people, uh, you know, manage their disease for sure. 
So happy belated birthday to you too. I think you had a birthday yesterday. I, I think I did see that on Facebook. So um, ha happy, happiest of birthdays. I hope you had a good one. I did, thanks. Great. Uh, so topic for uh, our call, uh, let's talk a little bit about closed loop. So many of your patients are asking you about getting set up, set up with these systems. What would you recommend to someone who is considering one? Now, I describe these systems sort of like a butler that follows you around and cleans up your messes. Because uh, when you live with diabetes day in and day out, there's a lot of messes. I mean, there's always uh, underdosing, overdosing, missing things, hormones that affect you that you didn't expect. There's a lot of, a lot of tidying up that needs to be done. And, and that's what these hybrid closed loop systems can do is tidy things up. But you know, my major advice to anybody looking into them is get your insulin program figured out first. I mean, don't just go from terrible control, not managing well to one of these systems, expecting it to, to solve all of life's problems. It's not gonna do that. Uh, if you go into it with uh, a good skill set, uh, with a, an insulin program that's set up well, uh, it will make your control better and it will make life easier for you in the, at the same time. Yeah, I, I think that's a good assessment there. And I look at it a lot like uh, self-driving cars right now, right? You can, you can clearly get behind the wheel and engage autopilot, but uh, you do have to keep, keep it on the rails and keep monitoring it. And uh, it's like, you know, you, this friend that means well and, you want to trust it, but at the same time, you still say, oh, once in a while, I just got to check in and make sure we're, we're talking about the same thing. And uh, it is really nice, though, to occasionally drift and allow the system to, to catch some of those uh, highs and, and lows before you see them. And so, um, yeah, that's it's a great reason why looping is, is pretty good. It's um, a great analogy, you know, because even with a self-driving car, or all these, all these features, these driving assist features, the driver ultimately has got to be focused, got to be awake and paying attention and know how to drive. You, know, you can't just get behind the wheel without knowing how to drive. So the educational part has to be there and, and you have to stay engaged. You have to stay involved uh, in your own care. But the driver assist features, just like you know, the automated uh, insulin delivery uh, features, uh, can, can offer some protection and, and can offer yeah. some benefit. And, you know, I, I, I drive distances also. It's nice being able to shift positions and not keep my foot on the gas constantly so that you don't get sore sitting there for hours. So you know, there is benefit to these automated delivery systems. Yeah, I think you're right. And, and, and the initial launch, which I'm sure you do a lot with uh, your patients, is getting them set up right. And if you do get that set up right early on and you understand what the system's doing and you, you really feed it the right information, right, it, it definitely does a lot better. Uh, what, what do you find with closed loop is the conversation with uh, nutrition, right? I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a huge area that is underserved and an area that needs attention. Um, what's that conversation look like for you with the patients? And it starts with carb counting, but it, it certainly doesn't end there. You know, carb counting to me is, is the, the foundation of your nutrition uh, because that's the major thing that's affecting your glucose level. It's the carbohydrate in your food. However, you know, even if you're getting your carb counts reasonably accurate, you also have to understand the timing. 
um, when foods are going to kick in, uh, which foods digest faster than others, how different combinations of foods digest in order to get the timing of the insulin to work properly. And even beyond that, you know, we can't just ignore the effects of fat and protein, even alcohol on, on glucose levels. So there's you know, different elements of, of the nutrition plan that people need to understand and take a look at. With some systems, you have more options than others. You know, like with, I find you know, with Medtronic system, you don't have a lot of options. It's gonna bolus you all at once and you can't change the dose, you can't extend but it, it can adjust basal for you after the fact. At least with the tandem system, you have the option of extending your bolus delivery for slower digesting meals. And with the do-it-yourself systems, it actually asks you for input on that when you bolus. It asks, you know, is this, how long do you expect this meal to take to digest? And I think it's a smart approach because then it's balancing active insulin against active carbs. So you have two things balanced against each other to form that predictive algorithm that drives delivery. Yeah, I, I think that that's a, an important point to these systems is looking at the nutritional side of, uh, you know, can you anticipate where things are going? And you, you do need to enter in, right, the, the high fat meal and, and make, make sure it's accurate. And, uh, you know, if you're, you're having a high fat or high protein meal, it's nice, at least in the DIY systems, to see that play out and graphically show you what's actually happening. Uh, you know, some of the other systems I think are probably eventually going to get there like that. At least I hope so, uh, because that transparency is is huge in the DIY systems. Um, you know, one of the challenges with uh, you know tandem and in general, right, is the the limitations of seeing the basal actually being delivered. Uh, I know, right, if you're, if you're really active and you're playing basketball, which I know you like to play, that could be a problem if you don't know how much insulin's actually on board. And so I, I, uh, I think that these systems are pretty, pretty spectacular and they're going to evolve. And one of the questions that came in from our community to, to ask you specifically was about that, you know, which, which DIY system or which commercially available system would you recommend and why? And, and certainly you know, if there's a person that's better for one versus another, what are you, what do you well, think? I think what you just said applies. Uh, different systems are better for different people because some of them are just naturally simpler to set up and start using than others, but some are more customizable, which certain people need. Now, somebody, you know, like you and I, we're, we're really into the details and we're highly engaged in, in, in the management the DIY systems I find are superior because of the customization and the amount of detail that they offer us. But I can tell you that a lot of people and probably the majority of people want simple. They, they don't want that much complexity. They, they also don't want to have to work that hard to build the, the system themselves. They want something that is plug and play out of the box. Just give it to me and let me start using it. And then the commercially available systems like Tandem and, and Medtronic uh, have certain amounts of appeal. Um, I, mean, I like that the Tandem is a nice, I think a good combination of features. You know, the latest with the control IQ technology built in, it is kind of a plug and play. It, it doesn't require much tech skill on the part of the user. Um, and you know, it has some, a little bit of, of customization the user can still do. 
know, the target is kind of hard set. The algorithm can't be manipulated. You can make small adjustments for exercise and for when you're sleeping, but other than that, it, it's, it's kind of a closed system. It doesn't allow the user to program a whole lot of things on their own. But you know, for somebody who just wants their, the system to be that butler, be that driver assist, and not have to put a ton of work into it, that's nice because it will give them that. Yeah, I, I, I think that it is, it is nice to have a, a butler when you can have one. <laughs> you don't well, have to pay and just follows you around 24 seven. That's a nice yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so another qu question from our community that came in here for you was, uh, you know, sometimes for instance, the, the system's not giving enough insulin um, in, in a loop, right? And you have uh, some will entertain fake carbs, for instance. Um, in that type of scenario, what are you, how are you guiding a patient along when, when something like that happens when they're saying, oh my gosh, I'm high, it's not coming down, and, and how does that play out? Well, I'm going to paraphrase Joel Embiid from my Philadelphia 76ers when I say trust the process. There are things that the, these algorithms are doing behind the scenes that we're not always aware of. And the fact that they're constantly tweaking the basal delivery and in some cases, administering automated correction boluses, nine times out of 10, it's really best to let, let the system do what it's doing and not try to feed fake information into it because you'll wind up in trouble by doing so. Primarily, you'll wind up going low. So, I mean, I've learned from experience because the same thing happened with me when I started using these. I always thought, oh, I need more. I need more. And I would keep giving more and I'd always wind up low. So when I learned to trust it, uh, it, it, it does perform much better. There are instances and particularly surrounding exercise where you do need to fake the system out a little bit. I mean, there are ways to get them to perform better around exercise. Setting a temporary target that's a little higher, I find is not that effective personally. Uh, I find it's much better to go back to our old school way or manual ways of managing with exercise. Uh, we have the option of, of turning the automated delivery function off temporarily and then bolusing what we feel is appropriate, adjusting the basal ahead of time, and using carbohydrates during the workout that we don't enter into the system as a way to maintain the glucose. And that's something I know you're, you're deeply involved with, with your, yeah. your clients and your work. And, and I yeah. Yeah, and it, I, I'm on the same page with you too. We, you know, you know, our suggestion really is to, to take over the controls, right? As far even out as three hours, two and a half hours out, and uh, bringing that plane in for landing, parking the car, if you will, if it's an auto, you know, autopilot car, uh, self-driving, because you can't unchime that insulin and you can't, uh, you know, get ahead of things uh, adequately enough if it's an intensive bout of some sort of physical activity. And so it is nice to be able to kind of toggle in and out of things. But uh, one of the benefits, right, we, we all can clearly see is the overnight profile of these, these systems. And so for anybody who's listening to this thinking, uh, I'm not sure if closed loopings for me, 
at the very least overnight it is for you uh it is pretty spectacular what can happen overnight um yeah. with that a lot of people experience you know delayed drops in their blood sugar after you know rigorous exercise and these i do find these closed loop automated systems do a nice job of preventing that because if you start to decline later on it will reduce your basal for you and in almost every instance it'll help prevent that low blood sugar that would have happened otherwise so the delayed onset effects can almost be written off when you're using a hybrid closed loop system but yeah i think during the exercise when your glucose might be dropping very quickly or rising quickly depending on what you're doing we're better off using our own innate skill set uh, with with carbs and bolus adjustments and basal adjustments to deal with those. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, it, it is nice to export that uh, heavy lifting afterwards to the system because through much of uh, my career and the people I've helped, uh, you know, that heavy manipulation of the basal, for instance, if you're an on an insulin pump, it's a lot to remember. Uh, and if you think about the, the pump uh, working hard for you as a closed loop, adjusting every five minutes, right? It's pretty pretty spectacular to let it do that for you. So. Uh, it, going back to your analogy of the, the driver assist features, those work well on a long stretch of highway. But if you're in rush hour traffic, <laughs> you know, and you're, there's cars all around you and you're changing lanes and this and that, uh, they don't, don't work as well. Exercise is a situation like that where it's, yeah. The automated system doesn't work quite as well. Yeah, yeah, I found uh, it interesting early on with uh, closed looping. Personally, you know, I was using Fiasp uh, quite a bit, and and I do find that I I like the sensitivity and, and the ability for things to correct quickly. I know that that's not a huge um, uptake right now, uh, just yet with uh, in in a lot of closed loops, but I do enjoy that personally. Um, again, it's like everybody has a different level of their self-driving autonomy that they're comfortable with. Uh, for me, I, I don't want to wait for a high blood sugar to come down. It comes down quicker in that way. And uh, certainly I want to time my meals more, more appropriately. How do you find FIASP interacts with uh, these three systems we've been chatting about? Well, with both FIASP and LoomJet, uh, I agree with you. I mean, the benefits are there. It does start earlier, peak earlier. And at least in LoomJab's case, case, it seems to clear a little bit earlier. Uh, so we find with patients on injection therapy, it, it's definitely superior. The challenge we've had with using it in pumps, at least long-term, we're seeing a lot of issues with absorption site irregularities. Now, the, these insulins also contain a vasodilator, which helps them to work faster. And it seems like using them in pumps where you're infusing it in the same local area of skin day after day seems to have some lasting effects on that site. And uh, we're seeing just absorption problems with the insulin with use of those over the course of time. So even though I, I think they are superior insulins to the traditional uh, rapid analogs, um, we're a little reluctant to recommend using them with uh, closed loop systems or in pumps in general. Yeah. And since every closed loop system has a pump involved in some way, we just haven't been using them that much. Yeah, I, I think that uh, we've experienced that too. And, and, and some of the patients have reported that back uh, as well on a regular basis. And 
it's not to say that it's definitive, but I think, you know, our approach has been to say, hey, you know, the rotation is really key and we all get pretty happy with uh, three or four sites available. Maybe it's even two sometimes uh, and, and switching up the sites is, is, helps a lot. But uh, I think it is something to think about long term and um, mm -hmm. there's a lot of other good insulins available, right? Not everybody experiences problems using these ultra rapid insulins in a pump. So it, it, it's worth trying, but you know, if you start to notice these kind of issues, we even see it in people who are rotating uh, effectively. They've got yeah. 12, 15 sites. It's just a matter of infusing it in the same spot day after day that it causes right. some lasting changes to the vasculature under the skin. Hmm. In some people, not everybody. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's good food for thought, right? As you, if, you, if you're thinking to get into a closed loop system, right, these are all, ideas you need to weigh in on and, and think about. Uh, but I think if you can probably catch it, both Gary and I are pretty, pretty uh, excited about um, closed looping in general and what it can do for us. So uh, this is the point in the podcast where I say, tell us three things from your experience uh, that every T1D, every T1D should know and why. And think maybe about how this can help, you know, somebody now and in the future. But like you have a, a wealth of experience, a wealth of uh, knowledge here in type one diabetes management. What were, would be three things that you would say uh, they got to have these three? Uh, I think it, for anybody, it's helpful to know your body, learn how your body reacts and responds to different situations. And in order to do that, sometimes you've got to keep some kind of a journal some kind of a log of, of events and activities, and then go back and look at it. You know, study your own information and, and learn what you can from it. Uh, I've learned that when I play basketball in the evening, my blood sugars will always drop the next day before lunch. It's one of those bizarre diabetes things that just happens. But I've learned I, I have to reduce my breakfast dose the next morning after I played ball the night before doesn't happen if I run, doesn't happen if I lift or bike or anything else. It's just basketball seems to do that. So, you know, learn your body, learn your, the nuances and your own little idiosyncrasies and, and do, you know, do study your own information. If you're able to download your pump, your sensor, your meter, anything, look at your own data. You can learn quite a bit from that. I also think it's important to surround yourself with, with talented people who can advise you properly. Uh, most people with type 1 see an endocrinologist, but you know, there are endocrinologists who are really uh, savvy with type 1 care and others who don't really care for it that much. So you know, find people who, who understand this stuff and ideally set yourself up with a, a CDE or a diabetes care and education specialist who has some skills in the areas that interest you. Like, you know, some CDEs, you know, they know the basics, they work with type twos a lot, but others really understand exercise in type one. They understand nutrition really well. They focus on the mental health aspects or the meds. So you know, I think if you surround yourself with the right people, it's going to benefit you. And you could probably say that about a lot of things in life. Surround yourself with the right people. I mean, I've got a, a staff at my practice, all of our clinicians, uh, not only have amazing personalities, they all have type 1 diabetes, so they experience things personally, and I think that that goes a long way. And for a third thing, 
I would have to say, be realistic with your own expectations. It's worthwhile setting goals for yourself, but don't set goals that are unrealistic. This is a very inexact science, even with all the technologies that we have. Have realistic goals as far as whether it's your glucose, your weight, anything else you're trying to achieve health-wise. Be reasonable about that. When I start working with new clients, the first thing we do is we sit down and, and we, we discuss what kind of outcomes they're looking for. What are the goals that they have in mind? And we often have to refine them because you know their goal might be to have blood sugars between 80 and 120 all the time. And I just tell them, no, let, let's be real here. You know, come, come down to earth. Let's set a broader range. What percent of the time is really acceptable to you? And let's strive for that. So uh, I think having realistic goals and then developing strategies to work towards those is pretty important. Yeah, those are those are three solid solid things to work with for sure and and i know uh, people listening will really be able to take that with them and i agree with you a care team that can bring it all together is is really important uh i think uh each one of us has our own strengths uh you know that we bring to the diabetes table but uh it is a complex uh disease right and and you do need to draw on the experience from um, the nutritional side, the motivational side, and uh, psychology and physiology. So it's, it's just a lot, a lot of moving parts, and mm. it does help to have that that network of team. And I, I think uh, you touched on it, but you know, um, going to your data, right, and and putting your oxygen mask on first, and and making sure that you can breathe, and then you can be more effective in your life. It may take a bit of upfront work you know, to think about it less in the future. And, and I think that, uh, you know, we as type ones, you know, it's, we're on this long road and sometimes uh, it feels bumpy and uh, coming back onto the road does require, you know, maybe a, a new education or a new uh, chance to try something new. And if you're thinking about closed looping, right, that is a new opportunity. This is something that Gary, you and I will be educating folks on for quite some time. Um, you know, looping. It is the future and it's here and that's all, all really exciting stuff. So yeah, good pearls there. So uh, last couple questions here for you and, and, and uh, we'll, we'll let you back on to uh, the rest of your day. Can you share your uh, maybe personal professional goals you have with us? You know, what's in store for you in 21? 2020 was a bit of a bust. Well, it wasn't entirely a bust. I mean, my practice has been doing remote care all over the world for patients since you know, 2004 uh, is when we first began doing that. Uh, so we've, we've had, uh, we've grown. We've seen a lot more people willing to adopt that in the last year. Um, but I'm, I'm hoping to continue that and being able to expand and have the right clinicians to, to provide that kind of service. It's not the easiest thing. Uh, so I'm, I'm always looking for, you know, the best of the best to be able to work with our patients. So that, that's an area that you know, I'm looking to really uh, build up on in, in the next year or two. We've got six clinicians now, but I mean, with the, the volume of people that are looking for help, I mean, we yeah. can easily double that in the next year. Yeah, it's it's a uh, there are a lot of type ones out there that need that intensive care and help, and uh, I think that you know, unfortunately, right now, 
uh, endocrinologists get a bad rap, right? They are put into a position where they're, you know, trying to help a real-time disease. And unfortunately, right, we can't have a doctor standing side by side with us all the time. And so we do have to have uh, that team or, or extended care network to help us, you know, get through things. I think you were seeing a lot of community help uh, out there, which is fantastic. And you're also seeing uh, specialists like yourself and what we do at Glucose Advisors to kind of bridge that gap. And, and it's clear that a lot of folks are still learning on themselves, which is uh, at this day and age seems a little bit hard to believe, but there are, are better methods and better things out there. And uh, so good kudos that you're, you're growing and that's exciting, especially in these uh, crazy times. But uh, uh, I'm, not a, I'm not a businessman by trade. So the, the aspects of you know, the marketing and finance and all that kind of stuff, I'm learning as I go and I've made a lot of mistakes along <laughs> the way. You know, I'd rather spend my time interacting with people like we're doing now that's my comfort zone. So I've had to branch yeah. out, of, out of my comfort zone a little bit in building this practice. Well, I think it's fair to say at the end of the day, right, if you really care about the patients and, and what you're doing for them and that you believe in your core craft, which you do, and, and that's fundamentally what I believe in too, then, you know, other things can follow behind it. Uh, the business side, clearly, right, it wasn't because you were uh, maybe a business acumen, like you just said, it's because you have a, a resource expertise in care and that's, you know, uh, where, where you're shining right now. So uh, keep up with the good so work. So if you're and, saying I have a really good product, I can't possibly mess it up. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> I would challenge you on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you could probably mess up just about anything, but, uh, so thank you, Gary, very much for uh, being on the uh, podcast. And for those who would like to get in touch, you can visit him on our website or integrateddiabetes.com and uh, certainly reach out to him. He's also on Instagram and Facebook. And uh, just uh, good luck to you in uh, 2021. And uh, stay in touch. Hopefully, we'll get to have you on again uh, in the near future. Well, thanks, Cliff. And thank you for what you do. I mean, you, you fit a niche out there that's desperately needed as well. Uh, the work that you do has helped a lot of people. Appreciate that. Thanks for being on. Thanks for listening to the Glucose Advisors podcast. For more episodes, visit our community at glucoseadvisors.com. Learn from our team of advisors and find out more about space available in our programs. Head on over to Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you find your podcast to rate, subscribe, or leave a review. Until next time, take control, stay inspired, and live a better life with T1D.